So at the beginning of today's program, allow me to ask this question. In a world that we know is full of lies and propaganda, how do you sort out fiction from fact? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. This has been quite a busy week. I'll explain why in in just a moment. But I asked a question at the beginning of the program. In a world that is so full of lies and propaganda and things that are called misinformation, how do we sort out fiction from fact? And I'm going to tell you, if you're like me, if you spend a lot of time researching things, it's not easy. It's not easy finding truth in a world that seems to adore its lies. We've had so many stories that we've shared on this program since it began in August of 2020. We've tried to expose the the real lies, the real hidden facts they don't want you to know. They meaning whatever the entity is, whether it's government, whether it's a large corporation, doesn't matter. And even, even media outlets... You find so many of them are inherently dishonest. And it's all about money. It's all about power. It's all about control. So one of the hardest things I have to do every time I I come to this microphone is to sort through a pile of stuff knowing that even some of these so-called conservative media that many of you subscribe to either by video or or whatever the case may be sometimes is clickbait sometimes is a headline that is preposterous doesn't even fit the story yeah even on the so-called conservative side of media you got to be careful too much clickbait as they call it too many products for sale And I understand you got to make a living if this is the way you make your living. I know people that make their living now using an organization called Substack. And they charge X number of dollars per month or year, however it's set up. And, you know, the average is like about four or five dollars a month. And you subscribe to somebody's newsletter or whatever the case may be. And I know people that are out there right now that are making a really good living at that. Writing one article a day that is full of information, hopefully accurate information. I found a few that were nothing but total and absolute garbage and nonsense. You can get some free subscriptions and get a couple of stories. And I I was following this one. And suddenly it dawned on me, this is all fiction. Every bit of it, garbage. Supposedly conservative, but all garbage and fiction. Well, obviously I got rid of it. I follow several people on Substack, some that I have to pay for in order to get information. 
and a few that I don't. Plus, there's a number of news sites that I've learned I can trust for the most part. I've got burned a couple of times, almost. Got burned one time bad this past year, and I came to you the soon as I figured it out the next day and corrected the record on a story that was so well produced, that story, the video so perfectly edited to change the meaning. And I really believe it was part of a disinformation campaign to destroy the reputation of people like myself. And I'm not bragging about how great I am. I'm saying there are a lot of people out there trying to give you the news. And there are organizations that are very clever that try to sow real disinformation out there, pretending to be real, just to destroy credibility of the messenger. And I almost got nailed last year on a story, and I had to admit it the next day. But then I see a lot of these people that do these kind of stories. They never admit when they're wrong. They just kind of hope you didn't notice. And so we live in an age where truth is worth its weight in platinum, silver, and gold, along with rubies and diamonds as far as I'm concerned. Truth is no longer a real commodity. Truth, to some people, is purely relative. And then we have another issue going on in our world today because we've allowed over the past 20-some-odd years the growth of these tech tyrants, these tech giants that feel empowered to hold to one ideology and one ideology alone. And truth is compromised because the ideology is always more important than the truth because it goes back to an old adage, the ends justify the means. We want to create a new world order, and so lying is fine. Disinformation is fine. Suppressing truth is fine as long as the ideology is enhanced. And so you look at platforms like Google, and I explained the other day how clever Google was in their business model. Took them time. But they started out in the 1990s with an idea. Because, see, everybody back in the early days of the Internet, they were like America Online. You get to the website to go find your mail and to search for something, advertisement after advertisement and a bunch of nonsense. And it took forever to load America Online. Yahoo, just as bad. I don't want their stupid news. I didn't want their stupid features I just wanted to get to a place to search, to do something, and maybe get my mail quickly. I didn't want to be burdened with all of the other nonsense. And I wasn't alone. Over time, people got tired of Netscape. They got tired of AOL. They got tired of Yahoo. They got tired of all of those things, many that came and went and are gone. And who is left standing? Who controls literally 90 to 95% of all the searches across all the remaining platforms? Google. You still go to their 
their webpage. And if you go to Google's webpage, guess what you find? A very simple interface. You type in the search bar. You might want to go to your, your Gmail, if that's what you use. And so they gave away free email. America Online used to charge for a long time. See, their business model, we want to beat you up with advertising and still get a monthly fee. And, and I mean, I remember having America Online back in the 90s. It lasted about two months, and I finally said, I'm tired of this. And I even had what was considered in the day high-speed internet, and it was still too slow for my liking. And so Google managed to put themselves in a place where they're controlling. They are the gatekeepers of the things you are allowed to view, see, and even believe. And a lot of these other Johnny-come-latelys that promised to you that, yeah, we're, we're not going to sell your data. We're not, they were all liars. Duck, duck, go. Liars. They're no different than Google. They just pretended they were nice. I got rid of them, too, and a lot of others. Finding information, sure. Google is there. Other things are there. I'm looking at other browser options. Trying to just to, just to get, get to the truth. And as you know, it's just not easy. So you have the tech giants, and that includes, you know, Facebook, who I, I call fascist book. And they're hordes of, of fact checkers, which are as phony as phony can be. They're all liars. They're all agendaized opinions. It's all they are. They admit it in a court of law that they do not employ fact checkers, just people with differing opinions, but they claim they're facts. They're not. They're not facts. They're as phony as phony can be. They're liars pushing an agenda, and they don't care if they lie to you because they believe that the ends always justify the means. Instagram, which is part of fascist book. Google has, has YouTube and other platforms. By the way, if you use Gmail, how many of you use Gmail every day? I've got a Gmail account. I've had it for like since it started. But the only thing I, I use my Gmail for is my junk mail. I don't use Gmail for anything of importance. If you want to read my junk mail, my spam mail, you're welcome to it, Google. Because, see, if you get that free account, they're reading your mail. And now they want you to pay a little extra, like a dollar or two a month for extra storage if you're unable to get rid of all the old email. And so there's nothing free out there. Everybody that says, oh, I get this free service, that free service. What are you giving up for that free service? Ask the question. Don't be taken advantage of. Every free email service comes with a hidden price. Somewhere in that term terms of service, you're going to find out 
that you surrendered something you may not want to surrender. You probably had noticed if you have a Gmail account or you're on Facebook, do a search on something and all of a sudden Facebook will just bury you in advertising for that particular topic. Well, I really don't care because the stuff that I search for, I really don't care if anybody knows or not. That It, it doesn't matter. I'm cautious about the information I reveal in the things that I do and search for. So you have the tech giants, and that includes Amazon, by the way. Oh, yeah, they may be a retail outfit, but they're also in the information business. So is Twitter, and we're finding out just how much Twitter colluded with left-wing causes, evil causes, lied to you, suppressed the truth, even though they knew it was true. And so these are companies that you should never, ever trust again to be factual, ever. And I don't care that if Elon Musk owns it now, it's going to take a long time a long time before I have any level of trust, even with the remaining employees that they have. They have a track record of disinformation and lying and suppressing truth. We talked about it last week, the Hunter Biden laptop. They knew the truth. And yet all these organizations, the, new, the mainstream news media, the tech tyrants, the government, all colluded to make sure you didn't know. Have to hide it. Have to call it Russian disinformation, and we've discussed that this week too. Oh, I know. I'm sure there are some people that listen to me on Monday and Tuesday going, but Bob, that's not, don't you know that, that Ukraine is a wonderful sovereign nation has been that way for thousands of years? No, <laughs> I mean, we, you've, been, you've been propagandized and you're believing a lie. Ukraine has been a region that has been experiencing nothing but upheaval and corruption for centuries. The closest they finally got to becoming a nation before now was back during the era when they sided with Nazi Germany. So learn the history. And now we're upping a war there. Now I'll talk about that maybe. I'm, I don't want to get into it today. I talked enough about it. Monday and Tuesday. Don't believe everything you think you're getting from even conservative media because even they lie. If the money's right. If there's something in it for them. I don't even trust a lot of the conservative media out there. Tremendous amount of the stuff that everybody jumps into and believes in is a bunch of nonsense. Clickbait, money, money, and more money. You know, I'm going to say this, and then I've got something I want to share with you in a moment here, just just to give you an idea of the kind of stuff we have to fight every day. When I started this radio program, now listen to me very carefully here. When I started this radio program, it was an idea that started literally in May of 2020. I had worked in emergency management. I was called out of retirement. I have a background in media, a background in public information. And yes, 
Ironically, I had a little bit of a later in life career I fell into by absolute accident. I consider it a God thing. God opened a door that shouldn't have opened to me back in around 2008. And in a very difficult time in my life when I just had to get away from the things I had been doing, I took a job by invitation to work just as a guy to build websites and and do some video material and work with news media for an emergency management agency. And it grew into planning, taking the courses for dis- different certifications. I mean, I fell into it. And I really, for a while, I really did enjoy it. It's a lot of hard work, but it was rewarding. But as... Time went on, I knew it was time for me to move on and get back to my first loves, which is ministry primarily. And so I moved on. But I must have done well because I was called out of retirement to go work for a guy that I'd worked with in planning some major events. And so when COVID-19 burst on the scene, scene back in 2020, I can remember getting my initial phone call. I think it was literally first week of February about there could be something big. Can I count on you? Would you be able to travel to where he was at, another state, in about a day and a half's journey away? Could you come up and help? Now, when he first talked about it, we hadn't, we weren't even sure what we were getting into. And I didn't know, am I going up there for a week, two weeks, maybe three? I didn't expect three months. But there I was. And I my job was to push information out to this large county. I am in all these meetings, conferences, Zoom calls, I'm watching press conferences. This is like a 9, 10, 12-hour day. And I barely had time off on the weekend. But the more that I'm observing with a critical mind and the more I'm looking at what I'm seeing versus what I'm being told that I should be telling people, I'm seeing a disconnect. Something is not true. Something is not right. These numbers aren't adding up. I will tell you the county that I served had 300,000 people in it, 300,000. And we were told, and I was planning, and I'm working diligently both in a planning capacity and a public information capacity to prepare for 3,000 people to die by the summer of 2020 in that county. Now understand, this is what's being pushed on all of us in our various counties and emergency management agencies all across the United States. No exception. I don't care if you're in New York or Florida or California or Missouri or Arkansas, it doesn't matter. This is what was being pushed out to everybody. And of course, all of us in the emergency management business 
wanted to do right by the people that we served. I didn't want to see 3,000 people die. I didn't want to prepare to deal with that number of excessive deaths in a county of 300,000 where you only have about eight per thousand people die every year. So eight times 300 is 2,000 and some odd people would die in a full year in that county. A full year. All age groups. That's pretty standard. That's just a round, rounded off number, but you can it, it varies a little bit. And now we're going to add 3,000 on top of that. Maybe it's only 2,000 being added. But that would more than double the number of people that died, and most of them in a short amount of time. Along with just people dying of old age, heart attacks, cancer, disease, car accidents, whatever the case may be, violence. That's a lot of planning. And and I, early on, we're talking, this is about the time we're being told we're getting ready for, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve. We're going to do this for, you know, this weekend, the weekend after, and the weekend after that. 15 days, roughly speaking. We're going to flatten that curve so the hospitals never get overwhelmed with all of these sick people. And maybe we can slow down the number of people dying a little bit to to help us stay a bit ahead of it. It was all a lie. Looking back now, it was all a fabrication. It was all built on phony data. Every bit of it. And even Dr., I can't think of her first name now, Dr. Wen, she's one of those you see on CNN, MSNBC, you know, she was one of those that were really big. Everybody's got to be vaccinated. Everybody needs like, you know, 10 face diapers on, you know, stay at home, stay 50 feet apart, shut down your business, go broke, go. You might as well just put a bullet in your head because you're never going to get ahead of COVID. I mean, this is the kind of idiot she is as a doctor. And now she's pretty much saying, you know, we may have way overestimated those that actually died of COVID. Well, I was starting to say that back in April and May of 2020. The numbers were not adding up. We're going to have a hard time getting to 1,000 people dying in the county in which I serve because they were not dying. You get some guy here, some woman there, a couple of others next week, And they're all in their 80s or late 70s. Very few in their 60s. And by the time I walked away and said, I can't do this anymore, I was still getting emails. And I'm realizing, okay, here we are. It's now July and 58 people had died. 58 known deaths, not 3,000. And yet the television and the media and the Fauci clowns, the Fauci frauds, 
And then by the time the Biden administration took over the next year, you know, Rochelle Walensky and all, all of these people kept keeping the fear alive. I can remember, and I mentioned this the other day, there's, you know, Governor Andrew Cuomo, New York, needing all these ventilators because everybody needs a ventilator because they're going to be overwhelmed. We're not going to be, we're going to have bodies stacking up everywhere. That turned out not to be true either. All of it a lie. The only reason bodies were stacking up is because nobody was allowed to do a funeral. You couldn't do anything. And so if just just the if the regular number of people died and you're not allowed to, oh, let's say a person dies on Monday and you got the funeral on Thursday and but you're stacking up for weeks, where are you gonna put them? I talked to a funeral director, person that I've known personally for many, many years. And this was at a funeral last year that I attended in Georgia. And he was talking about that problem for a number of months where they were at, that they couldn't do funerals, nobody could show up, they couldn't have any of this stuff, and it was becoming a problem. And then they finally were able to break the logjam and start having some funerals again. I also asked him two other questions. So I said, how many, how big of an upsurge was there in people dying of COVID-19 in 2020? And he said, you know, he said, the year was not that much different than any other year. To which I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I thought all these people were, you know, falling dead on the streets of COVID. Now, he said, you know, people died of it, but he said, but look at the number of people in this county. And, and he said, it, it wasn't that much different. He said it was barely noticeable. But what he did notice by the time we got to the end of 2021 and into 2022, he said, all these people dying that are working age and it's not of the virus. He said, now there has been a, uh, you can see a bit of an increase. And he said, and I don't know what's causing it. Well, I think you and I both do. Now, I didn't expect to talk about this topic today. I do have something I'm going to share on the other side of the break to finish out this conversation to show you just how intellectually bankrupt much of our media really is and how they willfully lie. They are the purveyors of disinformation and misinformation. That's why I say it's so hard to get to the truth. And, and I'm learning, even in doing a program like this, you talk about something that you finally dig deep and get some truth, and even among so-called conservative and truth seekers, you're stepping on some sacred cows. Oh, no, no, you can't talk about Ukraine like that. No, 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 you can't talk about uh, this guy or that or, or this party or that. You can't. Yes, I can. The Bible reminds me to test everything and hold on to that which is good. And maybe that's one of the problems some conservatives have. We make superstars and heroes out of people 
that really are in it for the money. Then we find out the hard way. Am I right? Am I right? There are a lot of multi-million dollar conservative superstars out there. I don't trust them. Oh, they know to say the right things. They know they can talk about certain things, but they never talk about others. And then they, when they talk about other things, they keep up the corporate narrative, even if it's a lie. There's a lot of that going on, even at Fox News and Newsmax. And uh, a couple of dozen websites to come to mind. Truth is a commodity that is so scarce. And I think if we really knew the truth about many issues, I can't believe Tucker Carlson had the guts a while back to get on the TV and talk about the, the Kennedy assassination back in 1963. And we're increasingly beginning to understand it was probably our own CIA that did it. The same CIA and others that lied about the virus, the same CIA that lies about weapons of mass destruction, the same CIA that probably toppled governments in Ukraine, the same CIA working with the military-industrial complex to keep the dollars pouring in. I remind you, at the end of World War II, all these massive companies building armaments didn't want to go out of business. Got to keep the money train flowing. We never stopped spending money after World War II. It just kept getting more and more and more. I've got to take a break. And then I'm going to share a couple of more things. And then we're going to change topics. And tomorrow, I promise, we're going to be getting back to some messages of hope. Now, just so you know, Next week, on Monday, I'm having another surgery. So, there'll be a guest host on Monday, probably for most of next week. Because I know that when I get out of this surgery, I feel pretty good, but it's not easy to sit behind my desk and do this program. And if I can have four, five days of recoup time, I'm ready to come back, you know, a week later. And so how next week's going to pan out, I know there'll be a couple of guest hosts. So I just pray for me. Hopefully, third time on this surgery is the charm, and then I can begin to get back to life again. God has laid out for me something that I really want to get done. I'm tired of talking about the news all the time, and I am going to talk about a few things in the next segment. But I need to spend more time preparing you for the days ahead. I'm not going to call myself a prophet of God. But I know many of you are feeling the same thing. There's something in the air, so to speak. There is change out there. And those that are believers, true believers in Jesus Christ that believe that he's coming again, recognize that his his coming is getting sooner and closer than it ever has been before. And just like over the centuries prior, there are times of tribulation, intense tribulation, 
sometimes regional, sometimes global. And God is laying on my heart and, and, and the hearts of many in ministry that we are about to walk into a time of persecution and a time of tribulation. The one thing I cannot tell you with any certainty if this is the great tribulation or just another time of intense tribulation. Remember, if you'd lived in Poland in 1939, you would have thought this is the ultimate tribulation as the Nazis came storming across the border. I don't know. I do know it's going to be a very difficult time ahead. And so this ministry needs to begin spending more time feeding you God's word, working on those platforms that I've discussed, and helping keep believers connected together. Shortwave radio online, these are the tools that I have. I don't sell anything. I don't sell prepper food. I don't sell batteries. I don't sell, I don't sell anything. Solar generators. I mean, I, 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 no, there's no coupon codes here to save money on things. I'm not totally against it. I just don't feel that I'm called to do that. But then again, I don't need the income. A lot of, there are guys out there making a lot of money, a lot of money doing their little video and, and their, their programs. This is their job. And some are making, you know, six-figure incomes or better doing it. And the, the bigger ones are making, you know, mid to upper six figures. They're doing very well financially. Me? <laughs> I'm retired. And, you know, our, our taxes are in a little tiny form because we're retired. And I have a little bit of a retirement income and social security, and that's it. I'm not paid to do this program. This is not our source of income. In fact, my wife and I broke into our retirement funds a few years ago to help seed this ministry, and there's still a lot outstanding. We'll probably never see it but I'm going to keep on keeping on. Now, real quick, if you believe in this ministry, would you consider giving it your financial support? We really could use it. This is a whole new month. And yes, the bills are coming in. And yes, I'd like to consider expanding. And I, there's something I'm going to work on after my surgery next week. And when I'm recouped, I'm going to be sending out some emails. It all depends on what you think. You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can find ways to support us from there. Give, send, go works wonderfully. Or you can mail a check or money order made payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510, that's P.O. Box 510, in Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia is 24319. That is 24319. 
This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The priest's undergarment and sexuality. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The priests of Israel were given sacred garments, holy garments. They had the breastplate, or at least the high priest had the breastplate and the ephod and the, and the urim and the thumen and all the, 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 the golden crown and the mitre, all these things. But he also had to have holy underwear, holy undergarments. It's, you can find it in Exodus 28, verse 42, 43. There had to be even on the inside, that which touched his body had to be holy. His undergarments had to be holy. And there's a lot lot we can take from this. See, it's saying not just the outer things that people see, but the inner things, the thing that touches and really, it kind of, in the Hebrew, it speaks about the private parts. There's to be no hint of sexual immorality. Everything in our life is to be covered by the Lord. Every part of your life has to be covered, including your sexuality. No hint of it. And it says in the scripture, there should be no hint, no trace of it that for for children of God. No off-color remark. No room for the eyes of wandering. You know, your eyes going back and forth. Not, not for not for the, your thought life. All that. No room at all. It's brother and sister until there is marriage and that is the covering. How many ministers have fallen because this was not covered? Cover yourself. Cover yourself. Every part of your life under the holy covering of God, including your sexuality. And God will bless you for the Lord requires us to be holy from the outside in and the inside out. Want more? Ask for the sacred undergarments on CD. Now, I'd like to receive something so awesome it's been hidden for 2,000 years and not revealed anywhere else as far as we know. The awesome, unprecedented Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD and Sapphires guarantee to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get these free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed for your free gifts, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel and the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, cover, cover it all. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Or Haolam, Kohen Hagadol, the good and high priest. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I will admit that we had to put a lot of these programs for this week together early so I could work with others to get all of next week's programs done in advance. One more surgery coming up this Monday, and your prayers are appreciated. I really believe I've got a confidence level inside of me right now. As the surgeon said to me on the phone the other day, he said, let's pray that this is the third time is the charm. 
And, and as I mentioned, for those that have followed this this journey, it started over a year ago in November of literally 2021, maybe even before then. I can't exactly remember. And probably has been going on for many, many, many years before then, undetected. And I'm just going to give you a real fast synopsis. Back in like October, November of 2021, when I was doing a lot of work uh, on preparing a transmitter in Okeechobee, there were a couple of times that I noticed a little bit of red or blood in my urine. It wasn't much. And by the time I could get to a doctor, it disappeared. So it could have been an infection. Then it came back again and then disappeared. And we were kind of playing, you know, this game of uh, whack-a-mole trying to figure out what's going on. But my urologist in Florida noticed that there was always a level of blood in the urine. And, and I said, well, that looks normal to me. He goes, no, I can tell it's there. And so this has been going on and I'm trying to think, well, how long have I been this way? And I'm thinking it's been a long time, maybe a decade, maybe longer. I'm going back a long ways. And it got really bad this past year in 2022. It came back, oh, in the spring briefly. And it was, it was, it was concerning and then it disappeared. Then it came back while we were moving and getting ready to come into this home in Virginia. It got so bad that I went first to an urgent care, then twice to the ER because it was so bad. The bleeding was so awful. The clotting coming out was so scary. And then it would stop. Now, the CAT scan at that time revealed that it didn't appear that the bladder had been uh, intruded. In other words, it wasn't breaking through. They didn't see anything like that. It all seemed to be self-contained. But then trying to get to a specialist, it's not easy in this, as many of you know. This is not the medical world that I remember 20 years ago. And it took forever to get to a, a place and then finally scheduled to go in and look. And the first surgery was like in November, November 1st. And that was just to take a look. Well, at that time, they took a tremendous amount of cancer and tumor out. And he hoped to come back pretty quick. We did it right after the holiday you know, Christmas and New Year. And then they did it again. And then he ran into something he wasn't certain about. The pathology, though, at least looked good on it finally. I mean, there was a concern. And so this last little tiny bit remaining should be coming out this Monday, God willing. And I'm praying that this ends this for the time being so I can get back to focusing on all that God has called me to do. I have been very blessed in my life. And so I'm thankful that this is this should be the end of this for, for now. And that I can fully recoup. You know, this past weekend, I was thinking, we got out for a number of hours, the most I had been in a long time, even before the first surgery. I just wasn't up to being out. And we're realizing something that for all these years, by the way, that my doctor said he had never seen that much cancer in, a, in one person's bladder in his entire career. And how it is still self-contained is a miracle unto itself. 
And so one of the issues that may have been going on, because it was always, you know, touching little blood vessels, tiny ones underneath that mucosal surface, I probably have been losing blood for many, many years. And I noticed something, and let me let me just, I'm going to finish up. I, I wasn't planning on doing this. I started noticing a number of years ago, oh, maybe, maybe 10 years ago now, literally 10 years ago, that sometimes I felt very uncomfortable driving on the interstate. I come up to a bend and I, I felt like I was being pulled off the road. I, I felt like I couldn't quite focus and, and I have to slow down. True story. 2020, in October, I made a trip from our things, you know, like I say, it was always up and down. If I'm on a two-lane road, if I'm going 55, it, it didn't bother me. But there were times I get on that interstate. I can remember even in 2009 or 2010 that I just had a rough time. And so I, I couldn't figure it out, especially on curves, especially if there were hills. Ever since this bleeding has stopped and my, my urine is pretty clear, that problem has disappeared. And a doctor friend of mine said, you know, Bob, you've been leaking blood for a long time and you were just down enough in iron and every, just everything was just low enough to cause you issues. And I can remember the 2020 was the scariest time of my life. I made a trip up to a town in Virginia, had nothing to do with our moving here, to attend a church conference. I really wanted to go there very bad and also visit a few people on the way. So I headed out, and the first part of the drive wasn't too bad. And I used a lot of back roads because I was still a little bit touchy about driving on interstates and made it to my first stop, which happened to be Appomattox, Virginia, my second stop, Waynesboro. And then I was leaving to come back home after my time. I'd spent several days at, at all these conferences, at this church conference and everything else. And I'm driving home. And I'm having a hard time driving home. It took me two nights to drive what should have been a six-hour, six-and-a-half-hour trip would be two days. I had to use nothing but back roads in the mountains and trying to find my way home. I'd drive for five, six, seven hours. I'd be exhausted on these little back roads, then try to find a place to stay. It frightened me. What's wrong with me? And right after that, the bleeding started up again. So this has been going on for a while. And, and over the weekend and all the travel that we did, I'm on the interstate driving like there's nothing wrong with me. And so I think we have a good idea of what I've been facing for quite a long time. I'm looking forward to something in February. I've been invited to attend a, a pastor's conference. It's actually another denomination. And I've been invited to, as their guest. And I'm praying that I get through next week, recuperate rapidly, and then spend time with some of God's people as we talk about how to minister in these days ahead. 
Now, earlier on the program, I talked about you can't trust the media. And some of the media, you can't trust for anything. MSNBC is a propaganda network designed for fools. And I think you have to be inherently dishonest, preferably an atheist, and and preferably very gullible and loving money so much you'll say anything to anybody to keep your paycheck. Joe Scarborough thinks you're a moron if you don't get your fourth booster. And with all that we know, you know, is it, let me just quickly ask a question. Remember, you're not supposed to ask certain questions. You can never question Ukraine, and you can never ask about somebody's status of vaccination when they're dying at young ages suddenly. Suddenly dying. And the number of athletes, I mean, it is a huge increase worldwide. I mean, this is not just something we're imagining. These are real numbers. Somebody pointed out there's this gal who thinks of herself as an influencer, lives in Louisiana, in her 30s, going back to college, an atheist or whatever, just a real, real class act. And I say that in a very, uh, well, funny kind of way, sarcastic way. And she was bragging about getting her latest booster a few months ago. And, you know, cursing out and using the F word for those that would not do the same. She's smart, you're stupid. Now she's dead. She died Friday the 27th. Suddenly. I mean, if I found her Facebook page, it may be gone now. But she was posting right to the day before. You know, just the same dribble and nonsense. And she died suddenly. I know three people that should be alive today. They're not that old. Their health is not bad. They had no markers or of disease that are dead. Three that I know. Only know of one person personally that died of, supposedly died of COVID. 87 years of age in a nursing home with Parkinson's and other diseases. And he was my only known COVID person. And I begin to wonder about that, too, now that even, you know, we, we were supposed to have this gradual amnesty developing that maybe we got some of this stuff wrong during COVID. Maybe we should have treated, you know, this emergency use authorization goes on till April, which means we can keep going with the the emergency use shots, not the, not the FDA approved. This way, Pfizer and company and Moderna, the rest are never held liable. Somebody's getting paid some serious money here. And Pfizer's profits more than doubled in one year, way more than doubled. It's all from the vaccine, friends. And I don't think they want to walk away from those billions. So this gal is now dead, died suddenly. And then Joe Scarborough considers you a moron if you don't get your fourth booster. Just going to do this as a public service announcement to those people who actually love their children and love the, love their families and their friends and want them to be healthy. Um, you know, yesterday when I was talking about uh, uh, getting COVID and I and, and should have gotten a fourth booster shot. A lot of these freaks go, oh, fourth booster shot. Robot. No, listen, here's the deal. 
moron. <laughs> if you get a flu shot, what do you do? Do you go to the doctor? Oh, my God, you want me to have a 50th flu shot? No, you get a flu shot every year. Right. And as we're finding out with this pandemic, well, it lasts six months, maybe a year. So, yes, yes, put on your big boy pants, put on your big girl pants. And if you want to be healthy, I don't care if you don't. That's your business. My concern, Rev, is that there's a disinformation out there where people are saying, oh, well, the, it doesn't work because you, you've got to keep getting booster shots. The thing is, you're always trying to build up your immunity and people are still dying from COVID. Is it a crisis right now? Well, for the people who are dying of COVID, yeah, it's a crisis. Is it as bad as it's been? No. But as a doctor explained to me when I didn't want to get flu shots, you're not just doing it for yourself, Joe. You're doing it for everybody. I am sorry to be so blunt, but the moron is actually Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough, the MSNBC talking head moron. How much disinformation did he just share with you in a minute and a half? A lot. Number one, he implies that if he had just gotten that booster, he would not have gotten COVID. Well, that's a lie. People that are on their fourth and fifth booster are still getting COVID. It doesn't work. We now know, look, Pfizer admitted in, in a hearing in before government agencies in, the, in Europe, they never tested to see if it would stop you from getting or spreading COVID. And the person from Pfizer had the audacity to say, we were working at the speed of science, so we never had time to find out if it actually stopped you from getting or spreading COVID. We just knew it made a spike protein. And we thought that was enough. We've learned one thing. Some of the claims made back in 2021 were out and out lies. I mean, Rochelle Walensky, Dr. Fauci, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, um, all the health people uh, from the Surgeon General to the Admiral Gal, you know, Richard Levine, who thinks he's, his name is Rachel. All saying, if you get the shot, you won't get COVID. Well, we have occasionally a breakthrough case, but if you get the shot, you really won't get COVID, except maybe a breakthrough case. If you get the shot, well, there's a good chance you'll get COVID, but the symptoms won't be as bad. They have changed that narrative over and over and over again. And you want to know something I don't hear anybody saying anymore, at least publicly? That getting this shot will stop you from getting COVID, spreading COVID, or even minimizing your symptoms. They haven't. Now they're saying it might boost your immune system. But they don't know. You ask about those that died suddenly. You're not allowed to ask. But too many people are dying at ages and of things they should not be dying of at those ages. I'm not saying it's going to be like some of these idiots that are the clickbait artists that want you to watch their daily videos and buy their vitamins and buy their whatever and, and all their other stuff and prepper foods. <laughs> I mean, 
solar generators. Millions are going to die. A third of the population, according to one clown that I used to, someone kept saying, you got to watch this guy. I did. A third of the United States population was supposed to be dead by sometime like a year ago, but didn't happen because of the vaccines. But I knew that a lot of people were going to be harmed. They're saying like one in 800 are dying of the vaccine. Well, that's a lot. That, that's, that should be concerning because that goes across all age groups. We don't know what the long-term effect is going to be. And you're never allowed to ask. When somebody collapses, an athlete in, in excellent health, in their 20s or 30s, collapses and dies, you're not allowed to ask. That would be misinformation. You don't need to know their vaccine status. It, it had to be just a, a, an unfortunate event. We don't know what it was. And Joe Scarborough saying, you know, Gee, he's implying if you get the shot. And he wants kids to get the shot. There is no known benefit to a child getting this COVID-19 vaccine. Zero. None. It's all risk and no benefit. Even the United Kingdom is smart enough, neighboring ahead of us in terms of watching the numbers, vaccinating high percentages of their population. They're no longer giving any covid vaccines to anybody under the age of 50. Why? Because they're too dangerous. And Joe Scarborough, the moron, thinks you should be taking more of this stuff. Yeah. God laid on my heart this, and I'm just going to say this and come out. My wife and I both just have this word on our minds. The more of this stuff you take, the more damage you're going to do to your, your immune system over time. There is zero benefit. They're lying. They're trying to withhold data for 75 years, or Pfizer tried to. And as as it leaks out bit by bit by bit, you realize how much they lied and lied and lied. And so did our government. So did the FDA. So did the CDC. They should be held responsible. They should be fired, put on trial, and then in prison for the rest of their miserable lives. This was a planned pandemic. I'm done talking about it today. If you believe in the work that we're trying to do, and tomorrow we're going to get into really God's word and, and how to deal with this in, in, in all that we're dealing with today. Go to the website. You can support us from there. We need your help. This is a new month, and we have opportunity. That if we have enough, we're going to expand. Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio if you can. You can mail that to Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia is 24319. That's 24319. And we'll be back again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.